Building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. On the internet, I am known as Supreme Ram Ham, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about research and how I research content and information for revenue research. I want to be very clear about this. Um, I'm not looking to copy the first thing on Google when I do my research. Um, I'm looking to break content down even further. Um, So I'm trying to explain a high-level concept and break it down where I can explain it to my nephew. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Just in case you're listening. Um, So, yeah. It's a lot of time I have to search through content and piece things together. So I might take... Um, one piece from one article, another piece from another article, um, another piece from a video. So I'm going to be talking about the different ways I collect information, um, what I'm looking to accomplish with that, the benefits, the problems with each um, method, and what ways I've used, or for what blog posts I've used each of these methods for. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, Interviews is the first way I gather information. So I write down the questions that accomplish my goals. So that's how does the industry make money from businesses and how do they make money from consumers, right? Um, And then I have to find someone to interview. So in the case of TikTok, that was Brendan. In the case of uh, airlines, that was Ross because Ross gave me the idea for the um, for the content, right? So along the way, I might have more questions. So, um, like in the case of airlines, uh, I was talking to Ross about how they generate revenue. So the only things I really knew were tickets cargo and bags and then he just started going off and off and like every little thing like he broke down how they make money from bags or no how they make money from tickets where it's their formula the basic formula that they use and then um credit cards i didn't know about that and then crashes not that they make money but where they lose money from crashes so um Yeah, while I'm interviewing them, I'll get ideas for content and ask them the questions that help me fill out that content. And then once the interview is done, I listen to it and then I copy down what's being said and, you know, remove some things. It's also being, um, I'm also hearing it, um, I'm also reading the transcript of it, right? So... As I am reading and listening to the transcript and copying things down, piecing it together, um, that's when I, I have my own ideas and I form my own opinion. So this is where I get the revenue ideas and the my opinion section. Right. So, yeah, I use this for airlines and TikTok. Um, so one benefit of the interview is... It's one source, right? I don't have to be searching multiple places for it. I just have to 
prepare well so that people can give me the answers that I want, right? It's uh, minimal research, right? I don't do a lot of research. I go in with two, less than five questions because I, I have a basic idea of what I want to know and there might be a little more details that I need to adjust for each subject, but that's about it. Compared to the time I spent even on this episode, it's very minimal to an interview, which is why I like doing them, right? And then they grow my network because I might be asking someone who doesn't really know me or who I am in contact with, but I don't really interact with them. So they might be a member of MakerLog, but we don't really interact. But I like their product and they know me enough to come on the podcast, right? That was the case with Josh a little bit. Josh, actually, I, I know Josh really well. I know him through Brendan, as I said in the podcast, but um, we haven't really interacted on a really personal level. And uh, having him on the podcast was great because we got really personal there. And we got the chance to interact in real time, um, right? So that was great. Um, so one problem with um, these interviews is finding and booking a time with someone. So I record the podcast every Wednesday and every Friday. So those are the times that I can do it. And I've carved out that time to do the podcast. So the, the, the times that I have to record the podcast might not fit into someone's schedule. And so I have to adjust my schedule to accommodate them because they're doing me a favor, right? So that might be a little difficult. It might take a couple weeks or days to find the time to link up and do the interview, right? Um, another, the, the final problem I have with interviews is that someone might not be able to give me the exact information I'm looking for. So... I might be looking to go, they might be able to give me an overview on a subject and they might not be able to go into the details, which the details is what I'm looking for when I do an interview. So I might have to do extra research when I interview someone, but that hasn't been the case so far. So that's great. All right. Um, my next um, source of information is Google Scholar. And what Google Scholar is, is it's a place where people can go to look up like academic papers and articles on a subject. So when you do a Google search, it's basically like blog posts and very popular websites. For Google Scholar, it's like the academic um, top side of things so you can look up something like Christmas trees or the Christmas tree life cycle and when you search for that on Google search you'll get things like things for kids it'll be like teaching the Christmas tree life cycle to kids and like a bunch of things for them to color right when you uh, Google the Christmas, 
when you search on Google Scholar, the Christmas tree life cycle, you'll get articles from Michigan State University. And they're going to be talking about how the Christmas tree industry and like what what it takes to start a Christmas tree farm, which was exactly what I was looking for. It was fantastic. I loved it. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I'm, I'm looking for certain kinds of articles. Like, I'm looking for the information I have, and I can tell. So what I do is I search through the uh, table of contents of the academic papers, because these papers could be, like, 50 to 100 pages long. And so I'm able to just scroll through the information that I need, and I can do that five or ten times and piece together what I'm looking for, right? And these are reliable sources, you know, it's not from BuzzFeed, sorry BuzzFeed, um, right? The, these sources have been checked and these papers have been reviewed, so I know the information is right. Um, I use Google Scholar to, uh, for the Christmas tree, um, blog posts, right? and for film production budgets. And those are probably two of my best um, blog posts, if you ask me. But that's just my opinion. Not that my opinion matters. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, benefits. It's easy to find the information because, again, these are academic papers. You can't just throw information together. That's not how it's done. It's kind of written like a book in a way. So, right. Um, problems is that for new topics, there's not many publications writing about new topics like um, non-fungible tokens or direct listings. I couldn't find a lot of information on non-fungible tokens and same thing with direct listings. Um, I even... There was one from Stanford Law on direct listings, and it wasn't what I was looking for. It was it was just really weird. I think I still have it. Let me check. No, I don't. I don't. I, did, I, did, I took it off because it wasn't helpful to me. I was talking about like the legal aspect of it. No, I was looking for how to do a direct listing. That's what I was looking for. And then, or was it the process of it? Something that didn't involve the legal aspect of direct listings. And it wasn't giving me the... Oh! I was looking for how to do a direct listing. So, like, the process step-by-step how to do a direct listing. And it kept talking about, like, not the process step-by-step. It was just like, oh, this is what a direct listing is. This is how it differs from an IPO. And I already had researched that, so I didn't need that at the time, right? Another problem is that academia, academic articles, are really hard to read because they're so boring, dude. Like, like, so when I was in college, I would write my papers so that they were difficult to read so that the professors would just skim through the article, or my, my writing, and wouldn't really read it. Um, so um, they would just, like, give me a grade. And this was before I started really writing my content. This is before I started. It's before the book. 
This is before even my blog post on interviewing. So I didn't really know how to write. Um, I never really learned how to write. I learned how to write for, for school, but not really like read my stuff writing. So um, I just wanted my professors to skim through my stuff. And so um, I think that um, other academics use that approach. Um, and so it's really hard to read. It's just a lot of fluff, right? There's no, it's hard to find the substance of an academic paper. And that's a problem because when you have to go through 100 pages to find the information, it can get really boring, right? Okay. Um, another method I use to gather content is videos. So, like I said, there's not a lot of publications on new topics, NFTs, direct listings, but there are videos, and the way I search for videos is I look for short videos by big publications. So, um, if I'm looking for something on direct listings, I'm going to look for Yahoo Finance, CNBC, uh, and that they they just they have a team of people trying to explain the content and so they know how to break it down and explain it to people whereas someone who's just doing the content themselves might make a 30 minute video, 15 minute video, a 20 minute video on something that CNBC can explain in 4 minutes, right? Okay. There are many problems with videos though. Um, okay, so you have to wait to get the real information is what I've noticed. So they're introducing themselves, blah, blah, blah. And then two minutes in to that five minute video is where the real information is, right? And then you can't really skip to the important information because you don't know how long their intro is going to be. So you have to sit there and wait for them to introduce themselves. You can go on Twitter during this time, but you never know, right? You still have to wait also, and that's the annoying part. Okay, and then you have to watch many, many videos, and then YouTube's algorithm is kind of like iffy. It's like the first 10 videos are, you know, based on the content, and it's like, oh, this is similar to what you're searching for and it's like dude I don't want what's similar to what I'm searching for I want what I was searching for so that's a problem and then you need to watch the video multiple times because you know you need to you might zone out in the middle of the video during that two minute introduction because it's so boring right and then unlike um, articles and blog posts you can't highlight the important stuff so that's why you have to keep watching also because you need to take notes on it and you might miss something while you're taking notes because you forget to pause it it's a whole thing right okay um yes then there's the final way I gather information is articles and blog posts so for articles and blog posts I look for stuff that's 
recently published. So that way I have the most up-to-date information um, because I use articles and blog posts for relatively new topics. So this is what I use for digital art and NFTs because that stuff is new and um, yeah, there's not a lot of academic research on it. Um, academic research is mostly used for like really old topics like Christmas trees where there's an entire industry in multiple places like Michigan and I want to say Virginia. Let's just say Virginia. So, you know, there are people who have been researching Christmas trees for 50 years. Or not people, but like institutions. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. So, a problem with blog posts and articles is that the information might be unreliable because it's a new topic. People might not know what they're talking about. And, you know, it's not being checked, right? Okay. So there are some uh, revenue research pieces of content that I didn't have to use any research for because, you know, either I'm in, in the industry or I just happen to know about it. And they were podcast, podcast players, free apps, and movie theaters. I don't know. I don't know how I knew about movie theaters. I just did. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.